I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. week we are talking insecurity we're in the middle of a series i'm going to do my best last week i rambled a little bit because i wasn't getting sleep i'm still not getting sleep because we have a a baby at home but what are you going to do that's what you get when you're in your mid-40s and you have a kid um (laughs) so if you're watching on youtube i apologize i've got some bags under the eyes but i'm going to see what i could do today we're talking insecurity this is part of a series and it's resonating well i'm getting a lot of really really nice notes about this. Nobody likes to talk about it. Just like the mental health stuff that we've covered on on this show, there's also the insecurity thing where it's uh, it's challenging to talk about. So that's what we're here to do. I've talked about insecurity. I talked about imposter syndrome. I talked about how our insecurity affects our ability to communicate at the office. That was last week. And now I'm just going to do two more. One is going to be today. I want to talk about how we're aiming too low. We're not setting our goals high enough. And what does that actually mean? And and who gets to dictate what our goals are? Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm cognizant of that. But then there's also the uh, next week, um, I'm going to talk to you about how to have, it's really going to sum up and everything. How do you have influence when you don't necessarily have the authority to have influence? And this is true for leaders dealing with other organizational units. It's true for people dealing with their communities. It's true for those people flying under the radar, my sweet spot, middle management, who knows that they're capable of being in the C-suite, but they're afraid to go after it. So listen this week and next, because we want to talk about how do you get that influence? Because so many of my clients, I call them the other hypo, that hidden potential. They don't have the label of high potential, but they should be there at the top. And management kind of knows it, but they're waiting for you to to grasp it. How do we set you up for that kind of success? So let's talk about aiming too low. We're going to do that today. Because in the context of insecurity, oftentimes it's just mediocrity is extremely comfortable, right? We know that mediocrity is comfortable, but we get frustrated with it. Uh, When we challenge ourselves, put ourselves out, and if you look back to some of the podcasts I've done on what are you creating and we don't actually fear failure we feel humiliation which is why we kind of protect ourselves a little bit and we like to be humble because humility is easy we don't have to take ownership and accountability for those things that we actually want credit for and there's this weird dichotomy between the two of you know am i arrogant for saying i did this but then i get frustrated i don't get credit for it so how do i take credit for it is that a big enough challenge for me? You know, there's all of these things going on inside of our heads, whether we know it or not. And it's it's limiting our ability to, to succeed and excel. And from, from a very first standpoint, you know, we miss 100% of the shots we don't take. Let's pull out a Gretzky quote. Um, uh, the greater danger for us is, is not uh, setting aim too high, but uh, and falling short, but setting our aim too low, right? We'll pull in Michelangelo. Um, we've got, you, you know, you just have to get up and take as many bats as, as you want, and you're going to hit a home run eventually, right? There's all kinds of, of things. We hear about this all the time, right? Be brilliant, be bright, do your best, do this multiple times, eventually it's going to work. And that's fine, right? It's great to hear these platitudes and these nice little things. Uh, but ultimately, if you were to pause for a minute, 
and say, you know what, yeah, I could take 100 shots, but if they're, they're all really crappy shots, then what's the point, right? And do you take one really good shot? And what's a good shot for you? And if you were to pause and say, you know what, this is, and everybody's got it, because I know I've got like five in my mind, if this is the big risk I want to take, am I comfortable doing it and why not? And how high can I actually take myself to execute for whatever it is? I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the fact that, you know, success is different for everybody. Priorities are different for everybody. And what I want to talk about today is, is are we aiming high enough? That's one, right? Just do we have the respect for ourselves to say we're capable of amazing things? I'm not just talking about in a work context. I'm talking about in anything. And then two, how do we prioritize the things that we have going on around us so that we can consistently keep our eye on the prize? Because as I said before, mediocrity is simple. Mediocrity is comfortable. How do we prioritize and circle our wagons to get the things that that we need and what we want? And so, um, and that's tough because we've got our community of the people that we want to be around. We want to ask for help, but asking for help is it taps into the insecurity of risk and anxiety and everything else. And uh, this is a wonderful, deep, lifelong conversation that you're going to be having. And the sooner you start having the conversation, the better off you're going to be. So it's very easy to fall into the the trap of, you know what? Yeah, I'm destined for greatness. And then your day-to-day piles up and you're not getting anything done to put you on the path there. So what's most important to you uh, and, and is is going to ultimately, your priorities ultimately rely on you. Okay. You want to be a successful actor, then your priorities have to revolve around being a successful actor. And that's it. And you're going to have to sacrifice things to get it. And I can't tell you to do one thing over another. Uh, It's an internal conversation. But ultimately deciding where you want to be. Now, this could be corporate, but you may not know where you want to be from a business perspective. You have a long career arc. You have, you know, if you're in your mid-30s, you got another 30 years of working technically. And if it's at a place you hate, then you got to figure that out. Maybe your ultimate ideal is to excel at something completely random that pays no money and you have to use corporate in order to to fund whatever it is that you want to do. That's okay as well. So as you evolve, as you figure out what it is that you want to do, you don't need that answer today, but you need to start that conversation of saying, why this, why that, why not? Uh, Your priorities will shift. And so when we think about priorities and we think about what's most important to us and getting to whatever that big goal is, your priorities are going to shift because as you make decisions and start focusing on different things and having different types of conversations, you in turn, you may not realize it, you're becoming a different person. And when you become a different person, you start to say, you know what, my expectations are changing of what I'm actually capable of. And the more conversations you have, And the more people who buy into your vision and dream of what it is that you want to do, and the more you look around and say, wow, all of these people could actually help me get to whatever it is that I want to do, all of a sudden, you can elevate your goal. You can elevate how high you're aiming, and you could shoot really, really high. We can get really philosophical on this very quickly on should you ever be allowed to to reach your greatness, right? We set goals so that we can attain them, but... uh, once you attain them, then what's the point? And so the question is, you know, are your goals part of something bigger? And when we elevate beyond just, you know what, I want to do an Ironman. Great. You do the Ironman, then what's next? 
right? Do you have to do you have to do two Ironmans one after the other? Do you have to uh, do a super Ironman if that exists? Do you have to run a hundred mile race? I mean, eventually, it's going to go. You know, it's part of something bigger. What is that bigger, and what are you ultimately looking to to do? Um, the Michelangelo quote. Uh, we're not afraid or the, the big danger for us or JFK, right? We're afraid we're going to shine so bright. We're going to shine so bright. We're afraid of, of aiming too high and falling short. We're not afraid of that. It's we're too low and then we hit the mark. And should we ever hit that mark? Once you hit the mark, are you really learning anything? And when we get to one plateau, how do you get to the next and shouldn't one step of a ladder lead to the next step of the ladder? And where is that ladder ultimately going? And some would argue that there is no end solution. And that's the purpose of life. And like, let's get really super meta about it and, and, and philosophical and, and continually learning. But here's what I know. The challenge, you know, at least part of it for me, is the more you evolve... And the closer you get to your dreams and your goals, the challenge with it is that it comes with responsibility and accountability. And, and we could chat all we want about what we have to sacrifice to get what we want, right? You've heard the people talk about you've got work, life, family, friends, and fitness or health or whatever, and you could pick three. You got to give everything else up and you're sacrificing what you want to become something that's great. And that's, that's fine. Uh, but, but nobody really talks about once you hit a goal, there's responsibility that comes with challenging that goal and making it bigger. We had Lou Holtz speak at, at one of the, um, back when I was a corporate, we had like a sales event or something. Lou Holtz came in and gave a rah-rah speech. Lou Holtz, if you don't know who Lou Holtz is, legendary American football coach, Notre Dame, uh, from out in South Bend, Indiana, fighting Irish, was talking about being first is fine. But once you hit first, every team's looking to become first. But once you get there, if you are not trying to beat who you are, then you're going to fall back. right? You can't settle into any of these things. You have a responsibility in first place to continually evolve and work and, and do what it is to get there and to continue to be great. And so... We have this difficult conversation that we have to have in our head of we have really big goals and we need to make them bigger, potentially. Uh, maybe not me. I'm often told I have very big eyes. That's part of my problem. And then I scatter it all around and, and I fill it with tactics and, and, and all this stuff when I should be elevated. So who can I surround myself with uh, to, to take these things off my list to, to keep my, up, my eyes up on that prize? Uh, but it's an ongoing tug of war too with burnout. Is we, you know, we're challenged. We have to push ourselves to these limitations. A little bit of burnout, not too much burnout. We come back. We have to recoup, and we we continually go forward. The more we push our boundaries, come back, regroup, go out. The more we try something new, we fail, lick our wounds, go back out. All of these, um, this ongoing tug of war filled with tactics and strategies and learning. That's how we we continually reach our potential. And in the context of insecurity, uh, I was talking to, he's a psychotherapist, and he said the people who are most successful are the ones who doubt their ability to succeed. 
because they have the healthiest conversation going on in their head. And when we think about imposter syndrome, when we think about insecurity, when we think about can we actually reach any type of potential, we need a little bit of self-doubt in there. It's healthy um, in order to be great and and in order to, to focus on what our potential should be and, and where we should be focusing our attention. When we think about what your actual potential is, and this is an exercise for you to think of, is what is your potential? And that's a wide open question. If you were to sit at the end of this podcast for 15, 20 minutes, go into a dark room, put on some classical music or meditation music or whatever, think about what is your actual potential? What does that mean? Specifically, what does that mean? Now, you may not have an answer, but it may start to unearth some type of, of conversation. And uh, you can't just say, you know, my, my, my potential is to be great. <laughs> like, it doesn't work. But if we could get specific, specificity is key on this, is what, what potential are you actually working towards? And, and when people say find a goal, you know, most of the time, if you Google this stuff, which I did, sometimes I'll do a quick Google before I, I ramble on this stuff. And most of the stuff on, you know, am I aiming too low in life? It says pick a goal and go and try to go 10 times past it. And it's like, okay, right? That doesn't, that doesn't mean shit. Um, that doesn't mean anything. Um, it's great theoretically, but in reality, it's a little different. So how do we know that we're getting to a plateau? How do we know what 10 times past us are? And I get the, the gist of it and I get the vibe and everything else. But how do we know that we're taking challenging risks? Setting a goal and getting there is no big deal, right? Writing a book for me was no big deal. I sat down and I did it. Doing a triathlon was no big deal for me. I sat down and I did it. I did the work. But I'm starting to get to the point now, getting clients for me, fortunately, was never difficult. It was easy, right? I, I just did it. But mediocrity is very comfortable, okay? Just because I did something, I wanted to see if I could do it. Just because I did something doesn't necessarily mean that I'm good at it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm challenging myself in the right way. doesn't necessarily mean uh, that, that I'm reaching my full potential. And by scattering myself out, I wonder, now this is just me thinking out loud, is I wonder if I've embraced mediocrity by scattering myself around. Okay, now some would say doing an Ironman is not mediocre. Fine. Um, but I did it, and now I, I have difficulty doing triathlons again. Because I've done it. What's the point? And I was trying to do a triathlon this summer, and I, I tapped out of it. I'm like, nah, I just don't I don't have it in me. Um, and I'm very lucky that things come easily to me. But now, uh, with triathlon, I woke up and I did it. I trained for an Ironman, and I did it. And that's fine, whatever. But now I'm starting to get the itch again, and I'm saying, you know what? Just because I did it, maybe I should start doing it well. Right. I took my time in the triathlon. I relaxed. I, I did, you know, I do my half Ironmans and that's fine. You know, whatever. Great. You know, I know it's if I do a half Ironman, I know in six hours I'm going to be done and I'm going to get my nice little medal and that's it. That's boring to me now. So now how do I actually challenge myself to be good at doing a triathlon? I wrote a book. I think it's a good book. I knocked it out during the pandemic um, and I'd been writing it before. Uh, I got past my anxiety of actually creating something and putting it out. Um open myself up to, to people ripping it apart. Fortunately, that didn't happen um, to my face anyway. <laughs> but now I'm focused on writing a great book. Okay, it was a good book. Fine, it's my first book. I wanted to see if I could do it. And now, and I, I get great feedback. It was helpful for people. My kind of 
uh, brain dump on challenges that I had in managing change and dealing with things and, and evolving in corporate and everything else. But now that I know I can, I want to go bigger. How do I write a great book? Uh, I have amazing clients. How do I, you know, I attract great clients because they they like me and that's great. I have wonderful people and I wouldn't change my clients. But how do I make myself better for those clients? How do I provide more products for those clients? How do I change up my offering and expand it in all these crazy different ways? How do I make things better? Most of the time, you know, I've got big eyes and I get really excited, but then I burn myself out because I scatter myself. But when I'm not challenging myself in these ways, I get bored. And that was my problem in corporate. I was bored. Right. So you got insecurity, imposter syndrome, you know, they're going to figure out I'm not doing enough, but I'm also bored out of my mind because I'm not doing anything interesting. There's a gap here between the two insecurity, imposter syndrome and everything else. Don't look at me that way. And, you know, I want you to recognize my greatness, but I'm afraid to challenge myself and show you my greatness. There's a there's a, a gap there. And that's what's got to be meshed. Mediocrity, you know, when I say mediocrity is is comfortable. It's kind of the wrong way to say it, I guess. Um, mediocrity is subjective. Ooh, I just knocked over my notebook. Mediocrity is subjective. Just like success, it's it's subjective. And perhaps you want to fly under the radar in your business, but you want to have an amazing home life. Fine, right? Maybe you fully commit to something outside of the office, like a hobby like music or fitness or whatever, but the work thing just funds it. That's great. But be excellent at something because we all have it. You're looking for a different type of greatness, okay? So when we think about challenging ourselves and aiming really high, right? Maybe if I want to do a triathlon now, do I try to win it? That's a little crazy. But maybe I do. Why not? Aim for it. I'm going to go for the win. Maybe I win my age category, you know, right? The the geezer category, the over 40s, mid 40s, um, <laughs> which is also like the most crowded triathlon thing. So it's probably not it. But you know what? How do you go and say, like, this is going to be amazing? And who's going to help you get there? And, you know, when, when failures, success, everything abounds. I know that if I try to win my next triathlon, I'm not going to win. Okay? But I'm going to try to win. And if I give my best and burn myself out in the middle of it, I leave that failure because I didn't win. I put up my little, if you're listening, I put up my little quote marks with my hands. I failed because I didn't win, but I'm going to learn on that triathlon run, bike and swim. uh, And I'm going to do better the next time, right? Maybe I didn't eat food at the right time. Maybe I ran a little too hard. Maybe I biked too much, whatever it is. And so I, I talk a lot about kids and adults. The difference between kids and adults, the reason kids are happy is that they're learning. Adults are not learning. They have to have the answers, which is why we're all miserable. But when we think about insecurity, insecurity is a learning challenge. The solution to insecurity is learning and embracing learning. And when we challenge ourselves to, to, to be successful in whatever way that it is, to aim to be the best of whatever it is that we want to do, whether or not you get there is subjective because best is subjective, which is why everybody argues about who the best baseball player ever was or the best basketball player. It's subjective. We all have different metrics of success. So recognizing your greatness, the greatness comes from trying new things and challenging yourself in this crazy way. I'm in my mid-40s, and I've got successes and failures in my business every day, and I hate it. But I also know that if I want to, you know, I'm not going to sit around doing nothing. I need a job, and I'm going to do something that I love, 
So that's this. And I got a 20-year arc on this. I've been doing this for another 20 years. If you're in your mid-30s, sitting in corporate, you know, you retire at 65 or whatever, which, by the way, the reason the retirement age is 65 was because the Germans way back in the day, I forget his name, who did it. It was a baron. Um, it was a famous guy. Wanted to be like the elite of Europe and said, you didn't have to work after 65 because we're so cosmopolitan. And it was funded. But the only reason he did that was because less than 2% of the population lived past the age of 65. And that's how the retirement age of 65 got set out. So there you go. You learned something. And that was part of my ramble. Anyway, uh, <laughs> none of this is easy. It's exhausting. Aiming high is exhausting. And you can see it under my eyes. I'm aiming high, trying to do too much. Got a baby at home doing it all, but I can only do my best and I'm learning a lot. And I would argue that aiming high, when we talk about insecurity, we're talking about having a respect for yourself. And we'll bring in mental health into this too. Like it's it's a respect for yourself. And we talk about, I deal with corporate all the time. And you can think about people, if you're managing a team, what's holding them back? And most of the time is we don't have the proper respect for the people to hold them accountable and have the expectations expected of them. How are you raising the expectations of yourself? That's respect. That's respect for yourself. The proper respect for yourself of what you're capable of and how are you challenging yourself to hit your top tier and what your top tier is and what you're capable of. Not to be cheesy about it, but it's true. And do you have the vision of yourself that's respectful enough to say that you're going to hit your level of greatness, whatever that is. We're not looking at what other people are going to call great. That's stupid. Not everyone's going to be Gary Vaynerchuk or, or LeBron James or whatever, right? Those people are freaks. They're freaks. But we could find our own level of greatness and our own aiming extremely high and making sure that we challenge ourselves to, you know what? Maybe we see ourselves as Gary Vaynerchuk or LeBron James or Michael Jordan or whoever. And that's fine. Right. But remember, we're on our own race. No matter how difficult our situation is, there is a long arc. Right. And you have to get around that track. And it's a lot of fun when you have a pretty big prize at the end of it. When you look back and say, you know what, I didn't I didn't cut myself short. And so aim high, do a lot, recognize that you'll be able to to do it. But by not doing it right away. It's part of the learning process. So have that respect for yourself. Aim high. Good luck. And next week, we're going to talk about influence without authority. I'm going to go get some sleep. Thank you so much for listening. And hey, have a great week. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.